Hi there. Hi, friend. You are listening to The Sphere on the Air. On various internet-based platforms. Yes, even your Samsung refrigerator. Aw, oh, that'd be really cool. Blast a spare while you cook your mac and cheese. That new mac and cheese that's pink for Valentine's Day that tastes like candy. There's pink, there's pink mac and cheese? There's pink mac and cheese that's supposed to taste like candy. They're, they're getting a little too funky out there for me. All these companies running out of ideas. You saw that Cheetos mac and cheese? Yeah, it's it looks, awful. It looks like a radioactive orange and um, you should not eat that. Yeah, the point of a Cheeto mac and cheese is the crunch factor. Yeah, you can just crumple some Cheetos on your craft uh, mac and cheese. Why it's not? the crunch factor. God, I got that crunch on. By the way, I'm Gary. And I'm Angie, and we have very intense food opinions, but this is not a food opinion show. No, that's coming in like five years. When we pivot. Yeah, well, when we get like, once we hit 30. When we hit 30, we're going to pivot to food people. Absolutely. But today, we are bringing you our show, Despair on the Air. And we have a special guest. Who is it, Gary? It is. Thanks for coming. And they're all the way from Brooklyn. That's a pretty far away from LA where we live. Yes, and from SF if you're listening to BFFFM. Yes, best frequencies forever. Forever. And ever. And to introduce our guest, we're going to be playing their song 200 Million Steps from their recent album. To be honest, I was lying, but Right before that, we're playing a new track from another new album. We're playing Are You There by Slaughter Beach Dog from their new album at the Moon Base. Yes, so please sit back, relax with your mac and your regular mac and cheese. Yes. And um, please enjoy. Are you there? Did patience wane? Did you fall asleep? Do you four-track recording of rain? Do you feel tame? Do you feel insane? Is there anyone in the audience? Currently living in vain
Listen to the spirit on the air on the internet. My name is Gary, and I'm Angie. And today we have with us Rachel of Thanks for Coming. We are so excited! Excited, ooh, that's a new word. It's like anxious and excited to have you today. Um, tell everybody a bit about yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Rachel. I'm um, I live in Brooklyn. I'm honestly pretty caffeinated right now. I really hope I uh, can fall asleep tonight, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I play music, and I, yeah, I guess that's what I do. Awesome. <laughs> and I guess a great place to start is, when did you start making music? Like, kind of what was your first musical activity? How did you learn that you enjoyed doing it? Um, well, my first musical activity, I actually did, like, piano lessons at my local park district, and I didn't enjoy it, and I was bad at it. Um, that was probably when I was, like, seven. And then when I was nine, I learned about the guitar, and then I was like, wow, this one's pretty cool. And then I won a raffle to have guitar lessons. And then, I don't know, at one point I started writing songs, and then I haven't stopped yet. That's really cool. I don't think we've ever had anybody who's like won lessons for like a raffle. That's really cool. That like fate decided like you're gonna get some lessons today. <laughs> yeah, I, it was pretty nice to like shout out to that raffle. I think that's. Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember. I was like nine. Shout out to contests for uh, free stuff. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish back in the day when they did raffles when like we were younger and stuff and it's like you could win like I don't know like a Razor scooter is pretty cool but like I would have loved to have like guitar lessons or like I don't know karate lessons. That's so like, funny. I also did karate lessons off of a raffle. Oh my god. <laughs> Great luck. You should go to Vegas and make a lot of money. Never work again. <laughs> that's a good idea definitely <laughs> speaking though um when you're young uh what bands did you go crazy over um i guess like the first person that i really was stoked on was avril lavigne yeah um yeah when let go came out i lost my mind i was obsessed with her um i was also really obsessed with the um like my parents just had cds and so one year they gave me a cd player i would like listen to cds 
like falling asleep all the time so i know most albums really well through the first half but the second half it's always a little confusing so i usually fell asleep but like matchbox 20 yourself mm-hmm. or someone like you in america's greatest hits those were like two of my um, favorite albums do you remember the first album you ever like bought with your own money I don't even, I think that, like, I definitely, I know the first CDs I got were gifts, but I don't actually think I ever bought, like, a physical copy until well into my, I don't know, life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I feel like I, I, originally, when I started being able to, like, buy albums, it was on, like, iTunes. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I remember that, too. I think the first album I ever bought with my own money was also on iTunes because of just the age we live in now. And I think it was Born This Way and I was like in eighth grade. And I was like, I'm putting down the 20 bucks for you, Lady Gaga. (laughs) A lot of money back in 2009 or $10. Well, it was a lot of money for just like a digital... Yeah. Wow. I think it like came with the videos and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good deal though. Yeah, that was back in the day. Remember buying music videos? You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember iTunes because the iPods had video. Um, when they had video, they're like, you can buy like movie shows or even music videos. Oh, I'm, I had the iPod shuffle. <laughs> no screen. <laughs> no screen. Oh, I saw a TikTok. See, how that iPod started to um, diverge, but like, I saw someone, I don't know if they were like sarcastic or like, I, someone was like, Oh, that girl? These hair clips from my mom's um, like drawer, like, and it's like, it's, it's just like two iPod shovels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the future, probably kids will pick up an old iPod Nano and they'll be like, Look at this cool knickknack. I'm like, Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, that's so, that's so weird to think about. <laughs> Definitely. And then thinking a little bit in the past, what were some of the first venues and places that you started playing at where you felt really comfortable? And then who were some of the first um, people you were playing alongside with who made you feel really inspired as a musician? Um, I guess I'll start with the second question. But um, one of the first, like a couple of the first people I started playing music with were my friends Nate and Linda, who were both musicians that I really looked up to in Chicago. Um, both very good friends, and it was, I don't know, I was so nervous to play music. It was like this whole thing that I, it's funny that I do it now, because it was not, I was not like super stoked on the idea of like having to perform in front of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, it was really nice, because it was just like my friends, and then it was like, I wasn't the only one, um, but... That was, it was interesting because we started playing music together and then I moved to New York uh, within a couple of months. And then I didn't play any shows in New York, so I didn't really know anybody. But then I um, started playing a lot of, or I started going to a lot of shows at this venue called Palisades. Mm-hmm. started knowing the people who worked there and then that was the first place that I ever played in New York. And it was also definitely the first place that I felt comfortable at. And, one of the first places that really felt like oh like this is where this is a venue that i'm attached to that i know the people at that i can always come to and know that something like cool is going to be happening and i also feel comfortable enough to perform here because usually actually at the at the first shows that i played in new york the only people that were there were the people who worked at the venue (laughs) 
It tends to be how it goes in the beginning, though. But I mean, I always think it's amazing for anybody to like have the first show and like how scary that can be, and just to like kind of get up there and give it a go. I think it takes very special kind of people to do that. So even if you're only playing for the sound guy, I still think it's like extremely like a noble thing to do. Yeah, it takes a lot of guts. I I miss playing shows. <laughs> it's just the sound guy. Those are very like fun, intimate shows. You yeah, sound person. Exactly. And those shows like, um, were there any like favorite favorite like all time favorite gig memory? Probably it wasn't with Thanks for Coming. My all time favorite gig memory was a, a, definitely a Water from Your Eyes show. We played the first song to a crowd that was sitting down everybody everybody in the audience was sitting and two songs later people were crowd surfing <laughs> it was so funny it was just like the funniest set because it started off so mellow and then it was definitely like the craziest show we've ever had and it was in a room that couldn't have possibly fit more than like 30 people and there were probably like 40 people inside it was very chaotic and i loved it we sounded terrible the sound was so bad <laughs> like feeding back it was so awful but it was the most fun i've ever had while performing for sure were you involved in water from your eyes before or after you were starting to put out content for thanks for coming it was after. Nate and I okay. started, yeah, Nate, um, who also plays in Thanks for Coming and who's like the second half of Water From Her Eyes, we started it, um, I guess, because I'd been writing music, but I'd only been writing music as Thanks for Coming since I want to say maybe like the beginning of 2015. Mm-hmm. And then we started Water From Her Eyes about like a year and a half later during like the summer of 2016. Okay, cool. And then during this quarantine, I know, obviously, no one's been able to play shows or, you know, a lot of people haven't even been to work, been able to work really on anything that they, some things have like halted to a stop. And I was wondering if there's any artists you've been like listening to lately who have really been helping you like during this time, like, or like whether they be local or people you've played with or just anybody you have been really listening to lately um lately i feel like i've just been hitting shuffle on my like 800 song playlist mm-hmm. it's whatever really comes up but i guess like like the the music that really got me through quarantine because i feel like i've been working i guess for several months now and it doesn't quite feel as isolated but like the when i was like not seeing anybody or going anywhere i was listening to a lot of like impressionist music i got really into like wc and chopin and i was strictly listening to like i guess like instrumental music just because there were just such big emotions but like obviously no one had written any music about like surviving (laughs) <laughs> like a mass yeah uh, pandemic experience i was like i feel so much but like none of the music is like is gonna be talking about exactly what i'm feeling right now so i was listening to yeah a lot of philip glass his etudes 
everyone's a banger. That's really cool, though. I never thought about, like, sometimes when you're feeling something and you can't quite, like, find music that, like, really emphasizes, like, what the feeling is. Because, like, this time has been so weird because usually, like, if people are going through severe periods of isolation and loneliness, like, it's, you know, usually on an individual basis and there's something, you know, like, a caught like, an individual cause behind it or something and like but now everybody's like that and you're right it's like there's I don't know what to listen to beyond like things that can't be described in words it's really interesting yeah it felt just weird listening to songs that were just about living life normally yeah so it's like it's not relatable (laughs) cannot relate right now no Rachel you mentioned water from your eyes and um and there was recently a cover album that y'all released. Uh, you covered uh, like Eminem, Lose Yourself. You did, <laughs> you did Ween. You did uh, Call Me Maybe by Larry Jepsen and uh, like Scar Tissue from Chili Peppers. What was your like favorite song <laughs> from that album? Um, of making. I guess my favorite song making it was definitely Lose Yourself by Eminem. <laughs> so I, I got to like I'm. <laughs> I, like, knew the first verse really well when I was, like, a kid. I was really into that song, and I had never actually really forgotten it, so it was really nice to be able to fully go in on that song. Except that that song is super angry. I never really (laughs) realized just how angry Eminem was or how fast he talked until recording that cover. When I first heard it, it I just, like, laughed when you said Mom Spaghetti, because it was just, since it's become such a meme, these days, like, just hearing people sing Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, that song really makes me laugh. Like, listening to me rap that, like, that whole album, honestly, is just, it makes me laugh. It's so ridiculous. Have you rapped on another song before? No. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm not, like, I def- I don't, what do they say? I don't have bars, you know? I'm not, <laughs> like, a quick thinker or speaker i've definitely like i guess if see like i have like covered drake before but i don't count that because he just makes pop music like like jungle by drake is not like he doesn't rap he just kind of talks understandable yeah no drake songs are i feel like are easy to cover for like alternative and like um guitar based music interestingly enough i remember like the arctic monkeys for some reason they're like cover of his song like it was like going home or something was like really fit really well and I I think weren't the first to do it but I think it would definitely open the floodgates of like indie artists like covering rap and hip-hop and like R&B songs for better or for worse (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think Drake like I used to love Drake now I'm actually I still I actually like one of his new songs but I don't think we need any more Drake covers (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised, like, um, people did it as jokes, but I was like, somebody's gonna do a non-ironic cover of WAP in, like, the indie, like, you know, like, whispery voice. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, it's a metaphor for something else. I was like, no, just let us have our fun, our fun sexy time song. <laughs> Not everything needs to be covered. Wow, that actually makes me very excited to hear, like, whoever, like, mouse-voiced person is gonna cover that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be really like cute and quirky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are there any songs um, that you really wanted to make it on that covers album that didn't, or just any in general you really? are desperate to cover next time you're able to put something out yeah we're actually i'm gonna we're gonna cover stan by eminem (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the next one um let's see there was a couple songs i really wanted to cover cool by gwen stefani (gasps) love that song oh but then we did hella good Good, so i guess no more gwen stefani songs I guess I'm doing two Eminem songs, so that's different. Um, what other song? There's a lot. I kept I kept telling Nate that I wanted to, because he like made all the backing tracks. Um, so I'd just be like, I want to cover this song, and then he'd have to like make the backing track for it. Although a lot of them were his idea. I didn't awesome. Definitely, yeah, but I mean, I would love to just cover other people's songs forever. It's so much fun. No, yeah, I love a cover. That's why we always ask. And I think it's really revealing of the artist. Like, who would they cover, you know? Because sometimes you, you're, I mean, if people only saw you from the surface level, weren't familiar from, you know, with that covers album yet, I'm sure they would be very surprised to hear you be like, yeah, Eminem, let's do that. Well, like some <laughs> people, I, some people are just like, oh, like, are you covering this because it's like, this reveals your favorite thing or like it's something you've grown up with or you're like oh i found it's it's funny to me yeah i just want to have fun i just want to have fun (laughs) i feel like a lot of the songs that like i really love like i wouldn't actually want to cover okay interesting i wouldn't want to embarrass myself like that a little bit too much pressure understand yeah it's like actually the like one of my favorite songs from that cover album is the ween song um, mm-hmm. the other night i saw nay and me like listen to the original and then the cover back to back and afterwards i was like yeah the original is just way better <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's ween exactly it's ween like um it's like hard to i feel like it's easier to do it when you just don't love the song because it's just always gonna sound worse well, I mean, maybe to you as like the as like the fan and the person who's covering it. But I think yeah. I, I, there's a lot of times too where my friends are like, "I'm gonna cover this and it's not gonna be good because I can't compare to like so and so." And then I listen to that as a fan of my friend's work, and I'm like, "No, this is amazing!" And like you know, it, you know, it's like it probably is really nervous for you since you're such a fan of the original creator. But especially if you're not super familiar with their work, it's like the original creator. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself, because I bet there's somebody out there who would say, actually, your cover's better, <laughs> even though that would seem, like, blasphemous to, like, you. <laughs> <laughs> that is blasphemous. Um, I guess that's fair. That's funny. You're not the first person to- that's told me that I need to be less hard on myself. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> it's- <gasps> I love a Capricorn. I'm a Virgo. Gary's an Aquarius. Yep. Oh, oh, happy season. Happy birthday. Yes. Yeah, it's it's based technically when this album this episode's out, is it, it would be yesterday. Oh. Yeah. So happy birthday yesterday, but also in the future. Thank you. Yay, Gary. Yay. Can I say your age or will you be embarrassed? No, you can say it. 25. Yeah. Right in the middle. Can't run a car yet. Can't, wait, can rent a car. Can rent you a car. Can rent a car. You can actually rent a car if you're under 25. You just have to pay more money. Yeah, pay more money. 
Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> 25. Yeah. You are, like, right in the middle of clubbing culture, but also, like, collecting Funko Pops culture. Oh, oh, I, I will never own a Funko Pop. <laughs> I have not still, so... Don't don't give me a don't give me one <laughs> that does not count. Everybody said Gary Funko Cups. Just kidding. Um, let's cut to a quick break and listen to some tunes, and then we'll be back with more conversation. With thanks for coming. You're listening to Despair on the air. Thank you for tolerating our first half of the interview just kidding we know you're having a great time and so did we yes 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 and we have three songs to play before we jump right back in with thanks for coming the first of which is chihiro by soft blue shimmer off their recent album heaven inches away Yes, and then we got a pick from Rachel from Thanks for Coming with the song Seven Smile by Lily Konigsberg. And then we're ending off this block with the song Gay Girls by Pillow Queens. Yes, and um, can you do your best Irish accent? No, I'm slightly Irish, but I think that is offensive for me to do. I do watch a lot of Dairy Girls, though. Also, Gary, speaking of Chihiro... What's your favorite Studio Ghibli movie? My favorite Studio Ghibli movie? I guess the one that I always grew up watching the most as a kid was um, Kiki's Delivery Service. But I have not seen that since I was a little kid. Did you want to be a witch who delivers baked goods? I wanted the baked goods part. You just wanted to pay her money and be like, leave, Postmates worker. I would, I would give her a big tip, though. That's essentially what she was in the like in the eighties yeah. before they existed. Yeah, but uh, you better tip her, or she'll do magic stuff on you. Yes, and then Gary, who's your favorite gay girl? Saint Vincent. Okay. That's all I could think of. What's yours? My favorite gay girl is all my friends who are listening. Thank you. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you for listening to Despair on the Air on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever.
Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. And we are back on Despair on the Air. And we are back with Thanks for Coming. And a great place to jump back in would be to talk about your recent album, To Be Honest, I Was Lying. And we were wondering if you could talk a bit about your favorite tracks from that album. Um, my first favorite track is definitely Stagnant, because that song is smacked in ways that I never knew could have happened. Um, and yeah, I guess my second favorite song on that is... I like the song Warmer, just because um, I think that song is funny. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of stagnant, can you tell us like a bit like how it was to make the music video for it? Uh, that was funny. Um, let's see. Uh, it was. I did it on election day, which was good because I didn't have to think about the election. Um, I was stressed out in other ways. It was really fun. I like two of my friends helped me, Anna and Isaac, and we got kicked out of the very first location we showed up to um, because it was an office building and they don't like when random people are shooting things. And I had to be like, I'm a student and this is just for class. Mm-hmm. And they still didn't let me shoot there, even though I also like wasn't a student and I wasn't. Um, that's class. it's the best excuse though. Like I was a film student and we actually did that. And like, it turns out a lot of people are pissed when they're a student trying to film even. Really? I always find that people are much more forgiving every time I tell them that I'm doing it for, like... I, I legit people have people ask if you have permit. I'm like, we're students. Do you think we got permits? <laughs> and they're not more forgiving. I feel like every time I've been like, this is a student project, people are like, whatever, like, I don't care. Like, I'm too busy to, like, think about you now. <laughs> I, although one time I told somebody that I was that the, we were it was I was working on this like peeing for like this like micro budget feature film and people kept asking us what we were filming and at one point I was just like oh we're filming like a corporate like Christmas card video <laughs> <laughs> and people were like what <laughs> I was like yeah don't worry about it it's like it's fine but uh, yeah and then the, the, we got kicked out of the second place we were filming as well. We also got kicked out of the third place we were filming, um, and then and then we finished in downtown Manhattan, and then at a certain point I had to go into the ocean, uh, and it was like the middle of November, so it was cold as heck, and I'd never actually been in the Atlantic Ocean, like in New York, just because I don't like swimming so there's no reason for me to ever be in the water um but it was nice i mean it was cold but i was like ah yes the force of mother nature (laughs) my legs um and then yeah it was still cold all day and then afterwards i was like who won the election and then it was like nobody knew shock emoji (laughs) yeah that was the whole day it was fun it was like very um yeah and then afterwards i guess i had to edit it because so i was gonna say the picture in picture is very clever and i like that uh was that your idea yeah i've actually been like 
I feel like I've been honing in on, like, a specific music video style, and I think that that's it. Like, just the very chaotic editing. So I've done things for Water From Her Eyes before that were similar, and it's so much fun. It takes, like, so much- oh my god, like, the amount of time that I was just, like, doing a little slice thing, like, in random places, like, where I thought the beat might be, like, it was- it was fun, though. I did enjoy editing that. My friend was like, I've never seen more- Cause we went on, my friend Anna had to color it. I was- I was like, good luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, the editing process- I knew that that was what I was gonna do, like, from the beginning. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then this year as well- well, 2020, calendar year. Was that what- when you refer to something- that is its hell. Is that a calendar year, Gary? Or I guess, because uh, I guess. Well, people talk anyway. about. I, I remember people who talk about like quarters and like like all this stuff. So like, I don't dates aren't real to me anymore. Anyway, it has still been less than a year since you also released in 2020 the remaster of your album No Problem. Um, I found it really super cool that the album was remastered to be put on physical format and I was wondering what the process of remastering is like because um, I feel like that's something that's really unique and not a lot of people have done people we've talked to at least yeah what was that like to kind of like rework with stuff that was already in existence and like kind of like you know I'll let you tell the tale (laughs) (laughs) Uh, honestly I had nothing to do with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I work with this record label called Beautiful Records, and they were like, we want to put it on vinyl, and I was like, awesome, me too, and they were like, we're gonna remaster it for vinyl, and I was like, awesome, and then they sent it to me, and I was like, I can't tell the difference, because I have terrible hearing, but it's, <laughs> like, totally cool. Actually, I still haven't listened to the vinyl, because I don't have a record player, Aww. but... I'm sure it sounds great. <laughs> it was in With, stores. You said it was in stores? Yeah. Um, we saw your post where you, where um, it was on a shelf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the universe. It was physical. Yeah, it's definitely out there. I mean, I have like a... I forget that they exist. I have like a box in my closet that just sits in there. And I think about it sometimes. I'm like... So many records just hanging out in my closet. I don't even know, like, because I'm not going to just walk around the street <laughs> and then be like, hey, I want to buy a record, because that seems like a weird thing to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, the, honestly, the process rocked because they just did it. They had somebody do the whole thing and then it happened. And now I have a box of records, which is great. I like having them. I'm not gonna sell them. I'm gonna keep every single one. <laughs> Were there any songs that, like, had it had been a while since maybe you had listened to it or played and, like, it kind of brought back, like, a nostalgic memory or were you kind of just like oh you know like yeah let's get these bad boys out there or were some of them like oh I'm so glad this is like you know to re look into this one or were there some where you're like this one is a little bit of a painful memory or anything like that that's funny well to be honest when that album came out it was already like over 
it's pretty much like two years after I'd written all of the songs mm-hmm. the first time it came out. So the second time it came out, it, I didn't even, it just, it's already happened, like it already happened where I'm like, oh, all these memories. So the second time it came out, I was just like really stoked that it was on vinyl because I wanted it to be on vinyl. But then a bunch of things happened because I decided to make a music video for every song, which took more than the five months that I thought it was going to take. So it took like a year and a half. Um, so then I was just happy. And I chose I chose the songs mostly. Actually, did I choose this? Well, I think <laughs> the record label, they sent me the songs that they had like also chosen. And I was like, great, these are all the ones I would have chosen. So it worked out nicely. But awesome. I don't know, when I listen to those songs now, I just think... I mean, I guess I haven't in a while. But if I were to listen to them, I would think... Wow, these songs are from so long ago. I used to be able to go out and do things, see people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how we all feel. Yeah. And, um, has there been a, a song from your repertoire that was your favorite to perform either back in the old days when there were shows or uh, in the quarantine zone? Um. My favorite song to perform... I like... I don't really know. I guess... I mean, I just prefer performing with a band because they always sound better to me because they're more fun. It's really any of them with a band. I don't I don't care what songs I play as long as I'm not doing it alone. <laughs> you don't have a favorite child. A favorite child? Sometimes I joke around that I'm like, do you have a favorite song or do are your children created equally? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if I, yeah, I feel that way. If I, if I were to have kids, I definitely wouldn't have a favorite one either. I don't think I have a favorite anything. Even with colors, I'm like, they're all so nice. They all look different. It's great. <laughs> I don't want any of them. Why would I just choose one? Yeah. So I then... guess that, wait, let me answer that question. <laughs> if I had to choose one song, it would be In Spite, because that song is just so easy. I never forget it. I forget all of the other ones, but that song, I always know how to play. Awesome. So as we start rounding things up, is there anything you would like to see change about your local scene um, once we're able to congregate socially at shows again? Like, is there something that you're like, I hope this also is, like, eradicated along with, like, the coronavirus. Like, something, like, annoying or just something, like, you wish could be improved upon once things get back to normal. Or or new new normal. New normal, yeah. Yeah, I would love for if, like, venues just stopped closing. (laughs) Like, all my favorite venues have closed. Yeah. Yeah. And like before even, I guess, quarantine happened, they had all closed. I don't know, it'd be really nice if venues could exist that treat artists really well, but also aren't, I don't know. So I feel like it's, like a lot of venues, they just care about making money. And then the venues that care yeah. about not making money, they don't, they don't make it. Because it turns out that you really need to care about making money if you're a business, seemingly. So, but I wish it wasn't the case. I wish that there could just be spaces for art to exist. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know. It's just such a bummer that... I don't mean, what, you guys are in LA? Yeah, so we're across the country from you. Yeah, I feel like with these, I don't know, I mean, I'm assuming it's the same there where just like everything, well, maybe not now, but everything was just getting, like, property, like, cost so much money. Yeah, mm -hmm. so expensive and all these sh shitty landlords closing everything down. Yeah. Not caring who owns the business, just, oh, if I don't make money, then uh, what am I going to do, so... Yeah, same here. Just a lot of, just a lot of like neighborhoods like changing to the point that like, like my favorite venue was the Globe, and it was on this street that like there were no other buildings around it that had like people in them at night until they built like a giant like apartment complex across the street, and then suddenly people had issues. It was sad. R.I.P. to the globe. Rip in peace. And to uh, go on the opposite of this mood, um, this is my favorite thing I love to uh, ask people. Can you please define your perfect bagel? If you do like bagels. And everyone has different bagel opinions. <laughs> um, my perfect bagel... Probably like a, I'm a simple bagel person. Like I want like maybe sesame seeds, sesame bagel with cream cheese, and woks, tomatoes, and capers. And that's ideal. It's my ideal bagel. That sounds good. Classic bagel. Classic bagel. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then so we've reached the point in the conversation where we're i gonna ask you if there's any other artistic projects you're working on that you'd like to talk a bit about and if not kind of what's on the agenda for thanks for coming and um what we can we look forward to or if you're just taking this time to rest and recuperate and then finally step three where can everybody find you and your tunes Okay, um, let's see, other artists, well, so I went to film school, and I still have to finish my film that I made in film school. It's been like well over a year and a half now. I plan on finishing at some point, but, uh, <laughs> sitting on my hard drive. So that's like something that I do plan on doing. I'm also in the other band, Water From Your Eyes, and we're about to start working on new music and thanks for coming i want to make a i want to make a whole new album this year and i want to put it online as soon as possible um because i'm i just don't care anymore <laughs> i just want the songs out of my google drive and into the world love that and yeah i'm actually have you guys heard about ampled Ampled. Ampled? I have not. I don't think so. I um, got an email about it the other day, and like I saw somebody tweeted about it, but it's like a Patreon site, uh, kind of like you support artists. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, their website. Yeah, so it's like really cool because it's like artist owned and it's not some like weird tech company with sinister yeah. agendas. Um, so I think I'm gonna start doing that. Maybe just because I seems like the, well they emailed me, and so I'm easily swayed by emails I get. Emails. 
Yeah, if you email me with a with anything really that doesn't cost me money, then I'm most likely gonna do it. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of emails, thank you for coming on the show. You're <laughs> emailing me. See your email. I was very persuaded. I was like, that sounds fun. And so now, look, I'm here. It's yeah. Emails. You're on the radio. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, because this is going to be on the radio. I've never, I don't think I've ever been on the radio before. Oh, wow. Congratulations. You made it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, about stereo. I mean, yeah, the pavement song, stereo. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. People this... can hear me on the stereo. <laughs> yeah, this ample, um, like, kind of like, community online community project looks really cool yeah it does so i think i'm yeah you can probably find me there maybe if i ever i kind of they didn't approve my page yet so i'm waiting i guess if i get if they don't approve it then you can't find me there (laughs) i don't know yet (laughs) but when you do where can they find you on the social media if you are on it for updates that's okay. Yeah, I guess I am also on social media. I'm trying to be less online. I feel like I spend too much time. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram. I think it's thanks for coming band. And I think it's all words. Um, which is different than my email, which is thanks for coming band, except four is the number four. Um, you want honestly people can email me i feel like that i'm trying to get better at answering my emails so i appreciate the practice um but yeah i guess instagram i don't know probably just like you might see me walking around the street (laughs) with a box of records if you're in brooklyn you you want a record like catch me catch me out on the on the road with my merchandise hit them up and I'm up. <laughs> well, we thank you so, so much for chatting with us today and for coming on the program. And we thank you, listener, for tuning in, whether that be on Spotify, Mixcloud, or on BFF.fm. Best frequencies forever. Thank you for listening. And stay tuned for more music and for some performances from Thanks for Coming later in the show. See you on the flip side. Bye-bye. And there you have it. That's the end of our interview with Thanks for Coming. But that is not meaning they're leaving haha haha we have two performances from thanks for coming the first of which is the song in spite off their remastered album no problem and then niagara falls from the album that we played earlier to be honest i was lying but before that we have some songs to play and what are the songs angie playing the song Bleachers from Emily Yasina from the album Remember the Silver that was released in 2019. Yes, and then we got a brand new song that just released on January 22nd, Wrong by Olivia Kaplan, which is the first release from Top Shelf Records. Ooh, 
And then we're rounding off the block with a pick from Thanks for Coming from the band The Cradle, the song name Cell Games and Beyond. Oh, speaking of games, you got games on your phone? You know, I don't have any games on my phone. I'm not a person who likes to play games on their phone. I like to look at um, my social media feeds, my emails, my to-do lists. Yeah, I don't have one game on my phone. No, me either. I don't even have it anymore. Used to be a phone gamer. I used to be a big phone gamer. Not anymore. Not anymore, because I got a big computer. What game have you been playing the most in 20... Were you playing the most in 2020, Mr. Gary? 2020? I don't even remember what I played anymore. I play a lot of Stardew Valley. Ooh. Yes, if you haven't played Stardew Valley, listener, it is a fun game that is very cheap, and you can play it on the computer or on some different consoles like the Switch. I recommend the computer. It's on your phone, too. Yeah, I recommend the computer, though, because you can download free mods. They're very easy to install. If I can do it, you can do it. And it it makes the game unique to you. Yeah, you can, like, um, make the game where you can marry Crest the Clown. I don't know if that's a mod, but there's definitely a mod where instead of the bachelors and bachelorettes that are available, you can switch it to marry people who are already married. Ooh. Oh, I remember why I played, Angie. What'd you play? I played Tetris 99. Very cool. On the Switch. And I'm not that good at it, but I know you're, one of your friends is super good at Tetris. But yes, I just yes. love playing Tetris, no matter the skill. Queen's Gambit remake, but it's in the 90s, and it's a girl <laughs> who's really good at Tetris. Oh, I'll watch that. Who should play the main character? Somebody ugly. I would like to see uh, a movement where... We have people who don't look pretty on screen. Justice for ugly people. Yes. More fat Asian kids <laughs> with glasses who aren't the best, who aren't the butt of the joke. Is that why how you feel represented? Yeah, Nickelodeon was the worst offender of all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, let us help. In 2020, we have better rep. 2021. Oh gosh. We're Time in the flies. future! The future! Anyways, thank you for listening to The Spare on the Air on BFF.FM.
to those performances from thanks for coming and thanks for listening to the episode we have two songs to play us out thanks for listening to our silly bits yes what are those songs gary we got a pick from thanks for coming by this is lorelei with the song raining in my room from the self-released 2020 album okay nate and then we're saying goodbye with the hit lilacs by Waxahachi, author 2020 album, Saint Cloud. Oh, do you have a favorite flower, Gary, as our final bit? Yes, um, I like uh, I like a good rose or a sunflower. I do too. Keep it with the classics. Keep it with the classics. Keep it with the classics. Nothing wrong with the classics. Nope. If you like a flower that is very unique, uh, let us know. Send us an email. DM us on Twitter or Instagram. At Despair on the Air. Yes. Find us on Nextcloud. Find us on Spotify. And find us on BFF.fm. Every Sunday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Gary. And this is Angie. And we'll see you Next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
feeling nothing Camouflage the waving sky I sit at my piano Wander the wild ribeye In the lilacs drink the water In the lilacs die In the lilacs drink the water Marking the slow, slow, slow Passing Drink. 